Hello and welcome to Be Powerful with Liz and Lee. It's a new day and we're so glad you're here. So you can expect to hear candid conversations on what it means to be powerful. Live authentically, live in the midst of ups and downs, productively, and above all else, joyfully. We are so thankful for you, our community of listeners, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Mamacita. <laughs> Am I, are we on? Yeah, we're on. It's on? That's my new hello. Hi, Mamacita. Liz. That's kind of Hi, Mamacita. Yeah. I just thought you were looking That's, spicy in those blue pants spicy. today. I've got on my, I'm still in my workout <laughs> that we just did, like at 8 15, 9 30. Oh, I taught both and I showered. Yeah, mm. no, I brought that up so you could brag about that for a minute. No problem. How are you? This is a good day. Yeah? Yeah, it's a good day. I'm excited to be here today. I'm back. We're back in our blue room. I know. We had a couple interviews, which were amazing. Yeah. Um, so this will come out after or between or some sort of that. And uh, y'all get excited. We had two really great people on. And yeah, it was we fun. Do. I think really we're two fun. really great people. I think you're the greatest. I do too. You know, no. we haven't. <laughs> when you say shit like that, it just blows Can past I, me. Were you on, for the people on YouTube, just so you know, if you're mm-hmm. watching this, I and mean, if you're on the podcast, you might want to oh. tune into YouTube. There's two things on our desk. Okay, okay, besides the mics and maybe a glass of water, there's a tampon and there's a lipstick. Guess who's is which? And I am like, or you said, just wow, that sort prepared. of defined it, you know? <laughs> She's like, you we know, down with the tampon. It's, it's, it's a good it's time here. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I'll be checking on my hormones because yeah, due yes, to that, will. <laughs> I, a, I felt awful last week and got sick twice. Like that have nothing to do with. Well, let's just admit we haven't really strong lifestyle lately. I mean, we have been like no, party animals. That. I felt bad all week. Yeah, I know. And I know it was hormonal. I do too. And I'm going through one of those hormonal changes because I'm almost 43, and I want to <laughs> see about it. And you'd think that you would give me some guidance having I'm gone through it. Guidance. No, I'm excited that you're going to your brand new doctor and that you're going to get your hormones checked and that you're going to, and no matter what, you always go in and talk to your doctor about these things. And That's you've right. got your list. We made a list the other week. Did we? <laughs> or did you? You're like, we ooh, did. add that to the list. I thought, so, I thought of something you're, last night and I'm like, oh, she needs to add this to the list. Tell that to your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I think you you're ready to go. 43 and uh, sweating, but that's okay. <laughs> she also is a workout instructor. Right. It's hard to differentiate. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm good and you, Mamacita, are good. And so we're going to play our two things game because we haven't done that recently because I like games. Okay. Um, And I thought about this a minute ago. I was like, ooh, I want to know two things that you were surprised to learn about me or know about me. Like when? Today? You you showed me something new today? No, no. I just thought about that. I wonder what are two things <laughs> wow. about okay, me that what? generally Seriously? surprise you. <laughs> yes. You um, are on the hook, I can tell. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I can see my mind went straight to the gutter. Not to the gutter, but, you know, to the like, you know, oh, she's se- you're sexy. I didn't okay. know about you when I met you. Okay, that's a good I didn't one. look and take one look at you and went, <laughs> now that's a sexy woman. I didn't. I okay. Didn't. So that's one thing. That's one thing. Um, What's the other? Um, or another that you are authoritative that you are um <laughs> what did i call you the other day 
uh, not a prima donna, but more a of diva. A, a diva. Yeah. yeah. She's got an inner diva that you guys don't know about, but I do. And, you know, she's all fun and games and sweet. Let me do this for you. And y'all are so, I'll put all of my needs behind y'all's. And then all of a sudden the fiery Taurus bull raises its head and goes, excuse me, people, but this is my day. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. Because you, for some reason, took a hair appointment on my birthday. And I was like, oh. Which I promise okay. you, I will never do again. And by the way, I've, it's already been rescheduled for the day before. So I'll have nice Good. hair and I, won't, I will be 100%. You're, <laughs> you're back in call girl that day. That's how I like it. So yeah. with my birthdays, I like to just for you, wake those up. Of you don't know, you need to know. <laughs> Is go ahead. I don't know when this is coming out, but her birthday is May nineteenth. Oh, they don't, they need to fine. know this because it's just like mine's January twentieth. These are important dates. Had you not been born, I wouldn't be sitting here having the best day of my life. Well, that's really sweet. <laughs> you should see her face though. She's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, we're good now. Yes, we're I think we're. Now. I think we're good now. I gotta have a little diva in me. You should. I have to step it up to keep you in line every now and then. That's truth. Well, <laughs> and that's probably very true. And uh, so I brought out your inner diva, and you brought mm -hmm. out my inner uh, what? Vulnerability. There it is. Okay. Sweet side. So okay, that's good. What's your? What are your two questions? And what for was me? the? What was the actual question? Oh my god, that I have to ask you. Like, what are two know. things you didn't know about me? There's another one in my okay. back pocket. More tampons. Anybody need tampons? Oh, you got god. them right here. So the two things that I didn't know about you. You already said them. Do you have a question for me? My question oh. for you was. <laughs> See, I don't even know how to play this game. Two things okay. that you didn't know that surprised me about you. Now you just. Well, I want to do the same thing. No, no that's not oh, fun. Come on, that's not fair. I want to know too. <laughs> okay. Okay, so what are the two things that surprised you mm. about me when you got to know me in a more different way? In a more different way. That was good. <laughs> um, one, you're really tidy around the house. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yes, because you have um, a lovely degree of kind of HDHD-ness of kind of like <laughs> throw your stuff everywhere. Like before I lived with you, you know, I might walk in before something and you're dressing room would be a mess. Right. Because you have to try on everything and then you walk but out But it has to be on perfect. the floor. I have to see it on the floor. Right. I lay things on the floor. Mm -hmm. Then I throw things on top of them to see if those things go with them. Mm -hmm. And then I match and keep going. Right. Keep going. But then you're really like, that's a moment in time in your life. You like everything like up and chip shape. And, right. And, you know, like if I leave the paper towels out of the oh holder while I'm cooking or something, you flip out you go you open the door underneath the sink where the paper towels are the other day like a mom to a child and you open it and you look at me and you go what is this well who leaves the whole rack empty including I mean yeah. I get okay you're in a rush you you get the less paper towel but still there's at least the cylinder that says I'm not a complete asshole <laughs> and left this completely empty for when you have nasty hands and need a paper towel mm -hmm. it was completely empty you had taken the whole roll off meaning you knew I it was knew time. it was empty, and then I maybe cooked you something great. And yeah, so it all worked out. So <laughs> okay, so your your tidiness, and I mean, kind of in that same. It feels like a cop out, but I'm going to give you the compliment too. You're really great, like in the yard and in the flowers, and you love your nature. I do. Thank you. You, love you your didn't nature. know that about me. Not really. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I I love to, to mow the lawn because <laughs> I love to be outside. Right. And I fired my lawn people and it felt so good. I felt bad for them though, because mm -hmm. everybody needs a job. But you know, 
they were throwing their stuff everywhere and putting, you know, coming in when I didn't want them here on a Friday night at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. When I can mow on a Monday morning and I'm happy as a little lark. <laughs> I love mowing the grass. It's uh, my favorite thing. I think that's good. One you got to have things you love. The other thing behind the scenes, maybe this is three, maybe this is 2.5, is the energy within your brain and how visual you are. So I have to be prepared and know that when you wake up, you're like, these are the things that need to get done today. But they're usually <laughs> fun pairs, right? Oh, not like ordering not things off Amazon yeah. or, I mean, no, it's things that need to get done, but I like knowing that. And at the same time, you have to wake up and take a really long time to get ready. Yeah. Well, I need, I need piddling time. Mm-hmm. I need time to get in my skin, get back to my skin. Mm-hmm. Cause I've been all over the place, not in my right. skin. And not then I wake up skin. and my, my soul has to come back to my body <laughs> and I have to go, okay, wow, here you are. You're back in your body again. So now mm-hmm. what we're going to do is we're going to drink a lot of coffee. Right. Right. And we're going to read the newspaper most of the time on my device, except on Sundays when the real paper comes, which is my favorite. Isn't it? It's so nice. Yeah. But yeah, I think we I mean, all I have different I habits. I guess I knew you so well. And that's it. I mean, it's kind of like living with you and thinking about your habits and your ins and outs. And I like exploring that about you. And I think you're really fun to be around. Thanks. You're more like a bunny rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> you like hop out of the bed. Then you hop into the bathroom. You close the door. You're quick. You're quiet bunny rabbit. Quick and quiet bunny. And then you're out the door in 15 minutes to go teach like 18 classes in a row. Ready to roll. It's just, yeah. So it, we work, right? We work. Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story, we work. Yeah. So. Okay. Mamacita. Yes. We don't know what we're talking about today. What are I we do. talking about no, today? No, I really, and, and I'm going to say that. I, I'm just rolling I know what we're here. talking about, but I have no plan. So I like that. that's basically the way I roll anyway. So <laughs> I want to talk about the gray area. Okay. Not the gray area of your brain, but the gray area of life that is not the black and white, that is not mm. the right and wrong, that is not you should, you shouldn't. But the part that is where we live, I don't think we live in the black and white. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking of this, and and I've told you this <laughs> this morning when I rolled into your nine thirty. I hardly ever listen to a podcast before we podcast because mm-hmm. we don't want to be influenced by what other people are saying. Right, right. But I did listen to Elizabeth Gilbert being uh, interviewed by Glennon and uh, Abby, mm-hmm. and what she had to say rang chimes with me more than bells like big time bells when she started describing her relationship with her her partner got married there's a partner a woman um that she this is elizabeth gilbert and i would everybody probably listens to um glennon's podcast but if you haven't listened to this one definitely do it yeah the podcast is called we can do hard things right it's really good and and so i I don't like to listen to any of that before us yeah i I did and then i just clicked it off as soon as i got to my point because the point was she was um and y'all know who she is she wrote eat pray Pray, love love. and Mm -hmm. so she was in a a good enough marriage Mm -hmm. elizabeth gilbert was and this is the story she's telling so i'm just trying to reiterate what i heard and, but she had a good friend that she had had for 13 years or so. And then, and she said this and it just resonated mm-hmm. about me and you. She said, and then for the final three years before we had our relationship, we didn't know what to call our friendship. Uh. <laughs> it, it resonated because she was in a marriage that she could have stayed in. 
it probably needed to end. And the only reason they decided to move on their relationship and to have mm. a, a, um, a relationship together, these two women, was because, uh, what's her name, Ray? Raya. Raya got diagnosed with cancer. Right. I did know that part of the story because I haven't listened to that, but it's, she had terminal cancer and uh-huh. I've heard her say that she couldn't live without her at that point. Right. So we, let's, let's get away from Glennon's story. Right. I just wanted the to point set being, this up because I have never, all of a sudden bells rang and okay. I don't even know how to put my thoughts together mm. literally. But one of the, the shames that I've had about coming out with you, and it really has been a shame, you know, like, interesting, a, like, a Oh, I should have, done better with explaining who we are to my people, Mm -hmm. to the people that love me. And one of my most important people said to me after she she was still angry that we were together, she said, well, you better never leave her, you know? And so what I wanted to say about that is that I think all of us live in a gray area and we keep trying to make it black and white Mm. and it's just not. It's it's several shades of gray, not mm-hmm. to go on the up. <laughs> not 50 flick. shades. <laughs> not 50 shades. It's actually like a billion shades of gray. Ever-changing. Yeah. Well, it's interesting when you said shame at first, I went, Ugh. but I get that because when I think about getting divorced and kind of naming that a really hard time, what was hard for me was not actually the divorce, because I wouldn't have ever gone through a divorce had I not known it was what was needed Mm -hmm. for me personally, for my children, hopefully at some point for my partner. I mean, we both, when we were going through it, did that very mutually. Right. It never, probably to some people, didn't look like it because I was in a relationship pretty immediately after. Mm -hmm, With me. Um, But to recall that time being so painful it wasn't that way in the death of something of the marriage that was so good. I didn't have to get mm-hmm. right with that. That had already been. Mm-hmm. So the shame part and the hard part of the divorce was those expectations of other people. Right. You blow their black and white minds of you got married, you stay married, you don't get divorced. Right. Unless for some people there's X, Y, Z, you don't move into a relationship with this person at this time in this way. Right. And so that to me was so much harder. The, the coming out and trying to make, you know, my personal story that no one else is going through. Right. Outside of ourselves and our families. Okay. And what I want to say is all of it is okay. And by the way, Mm. I think ex-husbands and those we've said before, and I will always say that's our story, my ex-husband and mine, that is our story. Your ex-husband, the two of you, Mm -hmm. you have a story. Mm -hmm. We would never speak to those here. But what I do see is that when you finally tell the truth or, and, Mm. or, or not even tell the truth, not say the truth, but live it, start living your truth. And then somehow you don't even have the words because we didn't have the words. Right. We didn't even know what we felt for each other, except that it was, it couldn't be stopped. It it could Mm -hmm. not, not be. Mm -hmm. And so what do you tell people? And so we, when I say in other uh, times to my family, I'm so sorry that I've jumbled that or fumbled that. I don't know how I could have done it better knowing that there's really no, um, I didn't know what I was, 
I don't. I didn't know. Yeah. And no, I think that's we had this thing we couldn't it. name. We couldn't even name this relationship. Well, when you do leave a heterosexual relationship, oh, and like that too. That's <laughs> a, a big question mark. Like it never felt like I was falling in love with somebody else because you were just my uh, best, best friend, friend, my person, right? And, and we were friends, you know, me and you and Clary, like there was a triune right. of friendship, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which blew her, you know, in that way, I would never speak for Clary either, but that blew her mind too. Like what? We were having a relationship before we knew we had a relationship. That's right. And so you don't expect that. No. And so that's okay. I mean, it's, it's yeah. beautiful when you don't expect something and you allow it to become whatever it is. That's where I can't believe we did it. I, right. <laughs> That's where a little bit of my, uh, devil may care attitude and a whole lot uh-huh. of your courage, uh, came into this moment where we acknowledged it together. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was intense and it was unmovable and it was also fluid and exploding into millions of pieces all over the universe <laughs> and you can't open that up and then go, well, let's put that, put back. that back in the box. And because we're living in a black and white world mm-hmm. where we first have to go and we have to talk to our people and say, by the way, I'm in a marriage that we're going to end. And oh, and also I'm in this relationship with a woman, which I've never been with a woman. And we, we call it this. I mean, we didn't have words. We didn't, we could barely believe our own feelings. Well, I think that's life for everybody. Right. And I think, you know, to our podcast a while back about marriage, it's like we're so on that black and whiteness of what do we do next? Like, no, let's just live how we're living. And if it has to change and doesn't work or works really well, like to go there. Well, there is, I have, I think I have a solution. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Let's hear it. I never really have solutions, but Okay, because I was like cheating and listening, you know, this morning. Again, we don't ever listen to other people, or I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, They had a commitment uh, ceremony. Who? Liz Liz Gilbert and her partner had a commitment ceremony. Yeah, which I I don't know those terms either. I don't know commitment ceremony. Well, do you have to know? You get it. Could somebody write a damn book? I need some words to put to all this. No, that's the point. It shouldn't be black and white. It's gray. What they wanted (laughs) was a commitment ceremony. And whatever that means, however they celebrated, that's great. And the people who love and support them get to see them explore and explain or proclaim, not explain, their love. Right. And let's let's talk about that explain. Okay. I've quit explaining. Except maybe we're explaining. That's what we're trying to do now. We're explaining, but we're not (laughs) explaining. But to the world, to the mm. people that I talk to daily, I don't really want to explain us. We're doing, you know, we, we consider this podcast as much therapy as it is fun. And I believe it is 50-50. So I, I feel like we say things here that sort of open up conversations right. that we have continuously, which I think is really good for our relationship. Mm-hmm. So maybe everyone needs to get a podcast with their partner <laughs> and just start telling their feelings. Record it. You don't have to do anything with it. Um, I forgot where I was going there, but. Well, explaining that, you yeah. know, you don't feel beholden. I, I don't feel it's my to business. Explain, but I mean, well, it's not does my, it? even though it affects other people. Why? But you can either love me or, or choose not to love me not based on whether you agree with my explanation for the things I've done in my life. You can, I disagree with a lot of things I've done in my life and I continue to move and evolve, hopefully. 
And if I was to look at myself, you know, any years back, months back, I go, you know, if I had to judge whether or not I was going to accept someone based on, you know, some of the mistakes they've made, I look at the pure of heart. I mean, I'm just trying to be pure with my intentions. What you're wanting to explore is the gray area. Yeah. But you're also going kind of back and forth between we shouldn't explain, but I'm but trying to but judge But we're doing a podcast, myself. so I think that it's okay to, I mean, it's good to explain because we're not going to do it if you come up to us and ask us to explain what the hell is but, going on here. But hey, why not? I know. Why not? What holds you because back about me, explaining? Okay. Do you know why? Yeah, I want to know. Because I'm a I'm a woman very comfortable and thrilled to be in my skin. Right. I remember, I have to get in it every single yeah. morning. And so when I get into my skin every single morning, I'm very, very confident and thrilled to be in this body. Mm -hmm. I am either you can you, either I'm acceptable or I'm not, and that is not the onus is not on That's me right. for that. The onus on me is to be the best person I can, to love my people as hard as I can, and to accept that sometimes they can't accept me. Mm -hmm. Well, right, because that's the thing about not using the word I don't care because we all care. We and we've care talked a lot deeply, about how we deeply. do want approval and people to mm -hmm. like us mm -hmm. and the human world to tell us we're okay. Mm -hmm. But when you do get to that point where you are self-acceptant, accepting, mm -hmm. then you don't need other people's self-acceptance. Well, I mean, I think we do. Well, no, no, you you lose the need to defend yourself. Or define yourself yeah. by other people's acceptance of right. you. Right. And so I think the point is, again, it's a gray area. We feel, I, we, I think we're comfortable in who we are. Mm -hmm. It hurts everything every single time someone especially to our face, is not accepting. But mostly the people that we love the most. That of we, course. We can sometimes see that that's the way we live is sometimes not acceptable. And it, it hurts every single time. It hurts a little less and less. Mm -hmm. But also we accept that, that that is a limitation that those people have. Mm -hmm. And and you love them through it and you love them more. And that that love eventually lets that dissipate a little. Mm -hmm. And I see that happening a little by little by little. Things don't happen generally all at one time. Right. Especially when feelings and family and all those history. things are, history are concerned. I, I think I'm just in a mood that I'm like, my hands are up in the air. Like, I don't care. I keep saying I don't care with a great deal of care in my heart. But I just am at a, a stage. I don't know. I'm not feeling. Right judged or bothered by what anybody has to say because I'm so sure in our relationship and that's all that matters. And how can you tell somebody that's listening, our podcast friends, mm -hmm. how to do that? You have to know that what your, the steps that you're putting forward are coming from your truth and your heart and not what anybody else needs or wants of you. And I want to just say all, the only way I've ever gotten to be able to feel that way mm -hmm. is when the shit hits the fan. Right. Literally, I, Liz Hilliard, I will avoid a lot of things. I might have avoided me and you. Yeah, you I did. I might have avoided, I did actually. So that's At true. times you did. I just said, it's not, it's not, it's not. Mm -hmm. And you said, it is, it is, it is. Mm -hmm. And finally I went, you're right, you're right, you're right. And we, we did what we knew we were going to do anyway. Well, and I think you can't sometimes explain the knowing of me knowing that no matter what happened between the two of us down the line, when I 
left a marriage and became single, I knew you would always be there for me. I always you knew yeah. in our relationship, however that was going to take form, that you had my back. I still and will, so I no just matter had, what happens to us. I know. And I had trust and faith in that. And I didn't care how it looked because that relationship always was home to me. Mm-hmm. It was always the place I felt the safest and the best. And so whatever you were going to be, my friend, now my partner, like I was just going to always be grateful for it and know the beauty of how good that felt. You still feel that way? Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. Thank you. That's very, and, and that's the way I feel too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, no matter going back to the gray area, if we do the quote unquote commitment ceremony, <laughs> um, and something, you know, we change our minds or our hearts, then I'm never going to be, again, comes the freedom and the, that sort of thing. I, I think we would allow that of each other, but we wouldn't mm-hmm. just allow some, you know, flippant thing. We would, right. We well, would talk it through like a lot, a lot. And I <laughs> we th- talk things through a lot. <laughs> and I think, you know, we know we're committed to each other and that means that you are free to be you and I am free to be me and that day-to-day stuff happens. And I think that's the stuff you have to address and fight for. Right. But that shit hits the fan and hard life happens and sickness happens and Mm -hmm. things we can't control happen. And, you know, you've got to change the way you go through it. Then I can't know what's ever going to happen. Right. So what we can do for our loved ones or even the people that we know or the people that we interact with all day long is when the judgment comes into our brain, then we'll go, what's the gray area we don't know about? You know, Mm. you hear the rumor, you heard he did this to her, she must be doing this, blah, 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 you know, those kind Mm. of uh, things. Imagine just the, I mean, imagine that you don't know because <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, again, it just comes down to acceptance. It comes down to accepting your relationship. First of all, to seeing it. I think that the, the thing I think that all of us need to do is to see our relationships for what they are. Mm-hmm. And if you can't see them, find a way. Uh, when I saw that, I had been in a relationship that needed to end. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fearful. I was very right. filled with fear, but I saw it. And then you account for it. Yeah. I, you know, I've been thinking about as we've been talking how, frankly, I think it is easy where we are in our lives to jump on this train that we're on and live it with our hands up in the air, waving and flying. Because you are 67, because I am 43. I'm not, I'm 68. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you look about 42, so that's great. Probably younger. Um, no, since, since we have been filming, I'll watch these and be like, God, she looks good better than I do. But anyway. Not true, not true, not Yes, true. yes, yes. And that doesn't matter. But it's your soul, baby. It's so young. <laughs> I think the timing of life and being ready to accept it when it gets to you is important because we have very grown children and sort of grown children. And I have very grown children. Right. About the I same have one age. child and she's about, yeah. Right. But I do think that is a plus in the way our lifestyle works. Uh-huh. You know, I've always said this, what would we be if we were 
22, 24, 30 and met each other at the same time. Oh, wow. You know, would we have happened the way we are? And no, no not necessarily. Not and so what I, what I think I'm trying to say is for those who follow a traditional path and, you know, you're going down that road where you get married and you have children and that hardness of life of trying to grow yourselves mm -hmm. when you're young mm -hmm. and raise children, if you choose or get that route, is a really hard place to be. Yes. So it takes two people who really can come to the table and be wide open and really caring and really loving. While and they're really super accepting, tired. Yes, <laughs> to get through that part of your life. Mm -hmm. I just... <laughs> I think you got to have patience with that part of your life too. I rem I recall it vividly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember turning 40 and going, wow, 30s were rough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And uh, you know, it's, it's a lot. You're trying to make your money. You're trying to bring children into the world. And it's mm -hmm. just, it's hard being mm -hmm. that. And then, you know, every decade has its, has its um, you know, challenges, but it's hard to come to the table, especially when you're still not sure who you are. Right. I mean, I don't know what that, there, there's no real age number that you figure out who you are, but I believe it happens again when all the things you imagined were true about yourself that were not come to visual and you see all those things that you thought were true aren't. Mm -hmm. And so you either close your eyes and say, I don't see that. Right. And go and live a shell it. of a life, mm -hmm. which I think a lot of us have done. By and survival. By I mean, survival. No and fault. Then, and then um, if it is just so intense, sometimes it just has to be so intense to get us to really come mm -hmm. out of our comfort zone and push through that edge and accept who you actually might, might become. Be. I mean, sometimes maybe your husband had an affair on you and you're like, oh, I mean, Maybe that was the favor he did for you. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Or, you know, you, yeah. never, you never know people's, what brings them to the happy places in their life, to the joyful knowing themselves places. And it's almost always in my yep. world been really when the shit hits. Pain. Down. Pain. Fear. Yeah. And it, I, I hesitate to use the word like a dissatisfaction, right? I mean, like life is not supposed to be jumping through rose bushes, although it is with us, I know. It is. You're like, I was it just is. Gonna say I'm super satisfied. Well, I mean, it is once you get to that point well, where you can have that I kind mean, of in the relationship. Light, in the relationship. Like the world yeah. around me it, is yes. not like jumping through rose bushes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. When you can get through yeah, that. I don't you, remember what I was going to say, well, actually. I think you were going to say it's not, you know – all beauty and fun and, and don't expect your relationship to be just every single Easy breezy, day. We're having right. the best sex, the best conversations, the best time ever. Mm -hmm. Um, but accepting and saying, wow, we haven't talked in a while. Wow. We haven't had sex in a while. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, whatever it is. And just seeing it and acknowledging it mm -hmm. because the things we stuff away just grow so ginormous. For sure. And I, I, and I think the reason I wanted to bring up the gray area today was because I'm so grateful to it. And I'm so grateful that mm. I had, I just got myself into there and chose to be myself with you. Mm -hmm. I think that's a little bit where I was trying to go a minute ago about talking about our age difference and would this have happened at different points. Mm -hmm. And I think there was an aspect of it moving into this relationship for me and tell me if you think I'm wrong or different from your percept, your point of view that was easier for me to push forward with because 
I think you were married longer, yeah, very happily than I, I, I was, I and so I was more prepared point. to make a change. I just find than that you fascinating were. that you think you were more prepared to make a change than you. Then, yeah, I would have gone the opposite. Really, I would have gone the absolute opposite. <gasps> I mean, you were in the throes of, you know, children younger and expectations. You still had parents alive that cared what you were up to. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is one good thing about being an orphan. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I mean, however, yeah. you've asked me before, what would my mother think of you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know what Libba would think of you. She would love you. I know oh. it. I mean, at, at the end of the day, she she taught me my super my superpower, my super skill, which is to accept people where they are and who they are. Uh, you know, you don't learn that overnight. But when you see that behavior model for you, which my mother did for yeah. me, she would have. You know, first of all, she would have gone, "Now what? <laughs> Wait, how? What?" And then you know those sort of things. Okay. But, yeah. So well, I hope so. Yeah. She's um, visiting you in your dreams, telling you otherwise. She, she has not been visiting me in my dreams. But um, but it is interesting because uh, my brother, before he died, he met you. Mm -hmm. and, and he didn't he, even blink an eye. Now, we, the Clary. Because he knows you're crazy. My, 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 my maiden name is Clary, which, of course, I had one child. And I called her Clary because that's a great name. It is. And uh, we, we were open people. Mm -hmm. We were people that were... You know, I didn't even hesitate to talk, tell my brother. My brother was literally in the hospital getting a lung transplant. And went, oh, by the way. By the way. By the way, I'm in a new relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and forgot. she. Me and uh, my ex-husband are now ex, you know, married. And now I'm in a relationship with a woman. And he's like, yeah? I'm like, yeah. And she her, and, and she's here. Because <laughs> we have to go to the hospital. And oh, he said in there, he, he knew of me before. You're full of it. He loved it. No, he, he did. did. He loved it. Um, he loved you. That's so good. you met him. At, I'm met glad him I met the, him on the last uh, thing, last leg. But yeah, so if if there's one thing I am appreciative for, family I came from was that mm. level of communication. It wasn't always accepting everything. It was just communication. Mm -hmm. So he was like. He just thought it was right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been practicing that acceptance and meeting people when you said that where they are. Mm -hmm. Go into that a little bit more about what you mean, but you've been doing that for a long time because mm -hmm. I think, you know, without sounding woo-woo, you were called to help people in their physical bodies. You've right. always been physical. Movement's always been important to you. Right. The vanity is the side effect of right. the movement that makes you feel so good. And I think your entire message of having been a personal trainer and a Pilates instructor. fitness instructor mm -hmm. is that you've always met people where they are. So what does that mean to you? How does that look? What I'm, are you trying to do? I am uh, fortunate. I was going to say lucky, but I'm fortunate mm -hmm. in the, uh, that I recognized my worth when I started working in personal training, maybe before, oh, even before then, even when I was taking blood pressures and I was one year married, you know, with old folks and stuff, I've just always related one-on-one -on -one with people. Yeah. And, but not related like, here's me, here's Liz Hilliard, here's who me. I, I'm always, what I try to do is I try to see people. I try. I don't always succeed, but I try very and it's also just a passion and pleasure. It's a pleasure to um, to bring people out 
to see what they could actually do with themselves. Mm -hmm. In most cases, it was physical. But I have never had one personal training client that I did not sit and have them cry and right. lean on my shoulder. And and then, yeah, I, I've always, I don't have to uh, agree, agree with anybody, but I accept everyone. And I have never not. That, I mean, I maybe, that. maybe at some point in my life I did, but I don't. It's I don't just feel who I am. like as much as I yeah. know about you that that's ever been your, yeah. your MO. I mean, you're not here to make other people believe what you believe you're no. not here to make other people follow exactly what you do you're just telling people what you know and hearing what they need and trying to give that to them right in this podcast while it seems like it could be just a big act of vanity is really sometimes hearing our stories um told and sometimes the the pain of a story or the and then the joy or the beauty of a story can influence what it's just like I heard Elizabeth Gilbert saying that this morning and I the bells went off mm -hmm. it gets you to a place where you can then move to the next step that's all I want to do when I'm around other people around you around me I want to take everybody to our next step because nobody's completely happy right we we all know there's more to us and the more is inside of us and it's not the outwear. external, it's right? Not external. Right. Very but important. I always like to say about our workout, we look really good <laughs> because we're bringing out our best self. That's right. Right. That's and right. That comes in all shapes and sizes too, by the way. But, um, it's just, I am fortunate that I recognized my passion and I acted on it. And then I'm triply fortunate that I acted on my passion for you mm. because everybody's got a little place where they think I can go just this far Right, then right. More at the end of the day, it's more important for me to be accepted for you know Mrs. Hilliard for yeah. the 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 person that I was in the community that I was, mm -hmm. than to um, actually have the courage to tell their own truth, and knowing that when you tell your own truth, you set the truth free in others. And I might have known that, but it was super hard to do it. Yeah, and it was easier for you, right? <laughs> I, I don't know that it's true. I mean, it, it, not easy breezy, but I mean, it's easy breezy. I, I would like to think now, and maybe I'm blowing your skirt up too much. Do. But I mean, I think there's a, a level of if you, Liz, were uh, and are living your passion, then that's the energy that you share with others. And right. so, me being a best friend of you, a you know, a companion, an employee, all those things with you, spending time with you, that energy gets passed off. And so for me, doing what made me passionate always brought me great joy. And so I could always be very joyful and happy in my marriage, no matter if it was up or down, sure. because I was doing a job that I loved. I love being around people and just knowing we're here and grateful for it. I love my children, you know, you can find it so much yeah. joy and passion even through hard things. But if you get a little bit of joy, you kind of want to keep yeah. going. Wanna, well, the I joy mean, begets joy. Right. Joy begets joy. Hate begets hate. Fear begets fear. Whatever you're practicing, you're putting out. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're practicing inside goes to the external, mm -hmm. which is if you are a hateful, sad, fearful person, you are portraying that. Mm -hmm. And we see a lot of that in the world now. And I think we're all recognizing it. And, and I think that's why there's just so many upheavals 
because maybe we're ready as a as a com- as a community of humankind to really see what's important and real. And so therefore all the unreal things, the fear and the yeah. wars and all the things are coming up that we're seeing that don't work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so then people living their truth, which I, I think a lot of the people that listen to this maybe are or are looking for it. Absolutely. Every time you do that, every time you live that truth, you get to influence the, the rest of the world to do that as well. Mm-hmm. It sets people free. So that's the point. Live in the gray area. The black and white says, I'm fearful of anything outside of my borders. Right. Swimming through the gray area can feel hard. Like we want to be like, ooh, if I could just get through this gray area, then I'd be here in this black, in this white, and it would be much clearer. Yeah. So I think knowing that it's okay and even empowering to live in the gray area that even you might get to a step that's like, oh, we've got a yacht. This in the gray is area. clear. <laughs> yeah, this is clear. I'm good now. Like, no, that's that's not going to stay yeah. black and white forever. And you have to be okay continuing yeah. to swim through that gray area. And, and I the think gray that makes area you stronger. You and the gray area of your insides too. Exactly. Just the yeah. Don't qu- ever quit being curious. Don't ever quit questioning even your best motives yeah that's your superpower for sure yeah yours Liz yes thank you what is yours kindness sweetness love passion great I'll take those (laughs) (laughs) I'll put those in my pocket and hold on to those I do think that I mean I don't try to be anything that I'm not so if that's what you feel comes out of me then that's good with me because that's how I feel on the inside and what being around other people makes me feel like. And so that's another thing people may be listening to this. If you want to be your best self, be around the people that bring Mm. out those things in you that are those things you aspire to. And I used to have, again, I have this one woman that I just always wanted to be like, and it's Gloria. She's going to hopefully one of these days be on our podcast with us. But I just thought, I remember telling a therapist when I was 28 years old uh, that I just wanted to be like this woman. And, you know, this woman was in her fifties or whatever she was. And I was a young mother and, um, and I am like her now in, in ways that are Liz ways, right? Exactly. So if you, you set your sights on people that you really admire and then you surround your people with those or yourself with those people that, yeah, you know, keep you out of the ditch of drudgery and fear, but bring you just a little bit higher on that, you know, that energy level. Right, right. Then you're just going to, you're going to spread it. So Gray is good. Gray is good. I know. I guess that's the the moral of the story. I'm not sure how how well we connected point A well, to but, B to Z, but I think that's the point. But I mean, one more thing I want to say. Please. I, I do want to say this because we did. I did get inspired by Elizabeth Gilbert, who was okay. completely heter- heterosexual and did not blink an eye. I'm sure she blinked several eyes, but <laughs> it, it sounded like she didn't have a hard time deciding to be in it. And she calls this woman the, the love, love of her, of her life. life. Yeah. And I don't know anything about Elizabeth Gilbert other than I've read her book. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and maybe she's married to a man now or who knows what she's doing now, but she met a woman after being married, I believe twice to men okay. and, um, still call and she's and this woman died and she still calls her the love of her life. So the point being is I don't want y'all to all leave your husbands and go with women. <laughs> We're not here to break up your marriage and all those sort of things, but don't close the door to the things, to the things that you just resonate with. Mm-hmm. And you can't 
you, you keep trying to put it to the side and go, oh, but I can't do that. Oh, but I can't be with those people. Oh, I can't do that. I think you can. I think you have to. If it knocks on your door enough, you got to listen. You, you got to at least listen and get help. Yeah. Figuring it out if you don't know what it means. Yeah. You know, talk to somebody about it and, and pay attention to those feelings because they're real and, you know, they're just going to come back if they're that real. And the whole heterosexual, homosexual thing, it's just whatever it is. We're all humans. Yeah, I mean, we... we human sexual. We're I, human sexuals and let's just know that. Right. And to be clear about the point you made about we're not here to preach, go get divorced and be with someone else, right. much less the same sex person. I mean, we do play the game. Could you be with any other woman? Oh, and it's a do. hard no. It's, it's a, a hard, hard no, no on both hard our behalf. No. Probably no men either because we just loved each other. Yeah. She's like, oh, don't put me in that box. No, I'm not in any box no, at all. And, but I and, do, yeah. you know, we, <laughs> we right. preach the freedom and, and that. We are in a but committed relationship. This, but yes. But it's because yep. we, we stepped out and did this. So your your great relationship might be the person you've been sleeping with for 30 years or it might be the person that you're drawn to continuously uh that you're afraid to to mm -hmm. to act on but if those things come up you don't push them down you you get help with that right we're right. not as you know <laughs> people will have affairs all the time I don't think there's anybody hardly married that hasn't done something, some, you know, these, the whole bad thing. Oh, he cheated on her. She cheated on him. All those kind of things. This happens all day long. Mm. People are shamed about it. They feel shame about it. But maybe if those feelings come up, either talking to your then partner saying, I'm having some feelings that are really uncomfortable or maybe you and I need to spend the weekend together or go to a therapist or something, yeah, you know, really addressing them so that you, not only you're not destroying relationships and families, but that you're not destroying yourself. Yeah. You know? I think that's really important. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's human nature. We are drawn, we are drawn to be whole and, and full and joyful. But why aren't you drawn to be with other people? In this relationship. Because I've got all the love I need right here. There. And well, so I mean, if you're not, then you owe yourself and your partner a discussion before. No kidding. You do that. Okay. Good point. I, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So find the love of your life, live with them, <laughs> and live happily ever after. Right? Pretty much that sums up the gray area. Gray area. But <laughs> it's about every area of your life. I think it's easy for us to move it, you mm -hmm. know, towards a relationship because that's our experience of right. going through a gray area. But I'm sure there's others that we can explore right. next time. Yeah, we will. And I think so, it probably translates to many areas of our lives. It does. And self-expression. We've been talking about self-expression mm -hmm. for weeks. Self-expression. That's how you're going to find who you are and mm -hmm. be with the person you want to be with. And we're not one person our whole lives. I mean, we Thank have God. this I really would, body. The 26-year-old was, <laughs> she was trouble. I'm sad I missed that. Am I? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, accept, love, communicate. Just grow, change, keep going. Exactly. And live in the gray area. Build a yacht. Sail away. <laughs> Mamacita. Mamacita. See you next Cita. time. See you next time. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to us today, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can now find our podcast on YouTube. Yeah. 
If you liked it, please share, rate, and review. We love five stars. And we hope you'll work out with us online or in studio at hilliardstudiomethod.com. <laughs>